Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Money, Power, and Influence podcast. This is episode number 40. I'm your host, BC. I'm here with my esteemed guest and co-host, uh, Arash Divazar, and we're here for another impactful episode. Um, I'm over here just uh, finalizing some stuff for my office, man. I just uh, hired a new part-time admin, uh, Valerie. I'm adding two new agents to my team, and you know everything is just rolling on six gear, and we're growing and expanding, brother. How are you? Uh, it's good to hear that. I'm uh, I'm driving, so just to get a speakerphone. Am I am I uh, audible? Can you hear me? Yeah, that that Maserati Bluetooth is on point, brother. Okay, fantastic. Um, and let's. Well, I mean, expansion is is the name of the game, and there's so much happening. Um, it would be kind of ridiculous to talk about it, but I think it's not about me now. Let's let's uh, answer some questions. Talk about the subject. But I'm doing great. Awesome, brother. Happy to hear. Um, Let's see. You know, there's something I brought up today, and uh, of course, uh, I know you'll you'll drop some some bombs regarding it. And you know, I I met with uh, you know my girlfriend and the new girl that we hired. We're kind of training her at the moment, and one of the first things that I'm teaching her is uh, something that's really important. Yet, in my industry especially, and you see it everywhere, but it's very prevalent in my industry. The average agent or person working in real estate has no uh, for lack of better words, it would be like self-respect or self-dignity on a professional level. It's very commonplace in our industry for people to bend over backwards for people, you know, uh, just do whatever it takes to get business, and it's almost to the point of being disgusting, right? And the one thing to start with that I'm instilling in her and that I instilled in my team is to have those standards. We have world-class standards, and we deliver world-class service. Nothing more, nothing less. That's been the standard since day one. And that's what we deliver constantly. And, you know, as I was explaining it to her, it started making sense. And, you know, and I wanted to talk about this today because that's one of the things that really allows me to stand out in my brand. You know, when I start thinking of the top-level people in all their fields, they have this, right? Like uh, immediately earlier when I was talking to the girl, suddenly the lawyer for OJ popped in my mind. Uh, I think his name was Johnny Cochran. I mean, uh, I might be wrong. But I started thinking of him, and I used him as an example. And I said, Valerie, look look at Johnny Cochran as a lawyer, right? Let's just zero in on his field. Do you do you think people would even dare to ask him to, you know, do a favor for him if they're just like an average customer, right? Would they ask him, oh, like, can we not meet in your office? Can you like swing by my place and you know work around my schedule? They wouldn't even dream of asking him that, right? Same thing with uh, the the money or the fee for his services, right? His retainer or whatever we're talking about. People wouldn't even get the idea to ask him for a discount. I couldn't even imagine somebody going to him and saying, hey, you know what, Johnny, you know, I'm having a tough week, man. Can you, like, I can't pay the full retainer fee. Can you give me, like, a, you know, a 50% discount and, and hook me up? That's not even, like, I can't even picture that happening because he's the best of the best, right? Then I look at all these other fields, like a, a doctor, for example, a chiropractor, whatever it is, and in those respective fields, like all professionals, there's the standard and code of conduct and they don't just bend over backwards for anybody, right? Like, what's the procedure when you meet with a doctor or a lawyer? You call into their office, you talk to their assistant, you schedule in a time to see them based around their schedule, and then when you go there, you follow their protocol and procedure. That's how it always is for the top of the top, right? And, you know, I look at my industry, and I noticed right away when I started, I said, man, like, these people are doing it wrong. So I immediately did that, and I got a lot of backlash for it, but you fast forward now, and people are asking me, dude, what's your formula? And 
again, with, with this new girl and everybody on my team, I really set that standard, man. And, you know, we're willing to, because people will immediately say, well, bro, I mean, you're going to lose clients that way. Absolutely. We'll lose one, two, or three. But guess what? The other 100 that we're talking to, they're going to respect us. They're going to do what we say. And it's going to be beneficial not only for us, but for them. Because the way we set things up is not only for us to win, but for our client to win. And I wanted to pass it to you, brother, because I know you have a very, very uh, strong code of conduct and a high level of standards. And I wanted to get your take on it, brother, because I see it in my industry especially. It's horrible, right? I'm pretty much the poster boy for that in my industry because the average agent is just uh, a complete mess. Yeah, I mean, the staff has to be trained to be the best because people listening to this can can uh, try to, you know, not negotiate their prices or <clears throat> or act like they are uh, something when they're not. Like, you would never go and negotiate um, a Rolls Royce. I can't imagine walking in and being like, well, can I get a discount on this thing? I mean, it's just kind of weird, you know, and you never see those. Um, okay, okay, here's a better example. <clears throat> The last time you saw a sale for a Rolls Royce or a Lamborghini or a Ferrari or any of these cars where it was like a sale was maybe never uh, because it was uh, – uh, but – hold on. I was getting a weird text. Okay. Um, but but those cars have proven uh, – those companies have proven who they are throughout time. So I think that it takes a little bit of time to build that reputation, uh, but the person should always keep their eyes on that reputation um, so that they can see when the condition changes. When I first started teaching about communication and relationships, <clears throat> I was doing free lectures three times a week for about two and a half hours. I would do it Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. And then I was doing free boot camps, which is people would come for three days, and I would teach them for three days for free. I remember I told my, my uh, associate at the time who was working with me, I said, one day it's not going to be like this. I'm going to be a millionaire from this. And um, I used to drive... 60 minutes to, uh, I just drove an hour to San Francisco to do a lecture at the Hooters in San Francisco. And people would show up, and I remember um, we were driving, and it was really cold. And I forgot my jacket, and I was in shorts. For some reason, it was so cold over there compared to San Jose, which is only 60 miles away. And we were trying to find parking. Finally, we're walking, and I'm shivering. And I told them, I said, remember these moments, dude. It's not always going to be like this. But this is what it is now. When I have a lot of money, remember the days that that I did this and you did this. So, uh, of course, and I'm past those days and now I have a reputation. Now I can do what you said. I still sometimes become lenient, uh, but that's whatever. It's a personal choice. Outside of that, I think that everybody should reach for the, the be the best. You know, that the, the quote that I have from my teacher and mentor, Manu Tipo, was be the best, fuck the rest. And I'm stuck to that. So, <clears throat> you continue to try to be the best and you charge what you think is worth uh, to pay for your product, and then you stick to it. I, I'm very flexible in the sense that I'm not flexible in the standard and the quality of my product. I am flexible with price because I can't understand the, what kind of price would be correct for helping people the way I do. So it's a funny situation. It's priceless to me. And so I have to take a look at people and say, do I want to help them or not? But again, it's a different field. And so sometimes, you know, I even do it for free. Sometimes I do it very cheap. And I, I do these these things because, you know, ultimately I'm, I'm trying to help people. And if I see that a person is definitely 
putting in everything they have, uh, then for that moment I accept the price, whatever the fuck that is, because I don't need their money. Uh, but I do believe in helping people. So I, I think I, I'm very lenient when it comes to that, but I'm definitely 100% not lenient when it comes to my product and how good it is. It has to be the best. It has to stay the best. So in that sense, there's no compromise. But in the sense of a price, I'm willing to listen. I'm willing to pay attention. I'm willing to see who's in front of me and make the decision based on that. And I don't even know if that's a good business sense, to be honest. Uh, but that's how I still do it. And I probably will do it for a long time like that. Love it, man. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, now, let's say somebody somebody was starting the business right now, um, and, and they asked you directly. Like, l- let's say, uh, for example, they're a salesperson and they're working on commission. Would you recommend that you know, if the standard for a company is like you know five percent commission for that contract, that when they're new, they maybe be a little bit more lenient with that, or come in with a lower commission, or would you recommend that? Uh, they, they stick to it and then go through the punches and stuff like that, kind of like I did. Because before I pass it to you, if I could uh, basically explain what I did is the industry standard in real estate typically for a commission, a sales commission on a home is 6%. And I was always taught by my mentors, like, you know what, dude, even though you're new, you're you're being mentored under us, you know, go for the 6% and get it. And, and I was getting it, right? I, I was continuously being questioned by people, like, how are you getting 6%? But, you know, when I, when I look at the 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 process that I did even before getting my real estate license and and practicing and doing the presentations and recording myself, right? We used to video uh, my presentation and I would do it in front of my whole office at that time, which was 80 agents who, you know, 12 or 15 of them were actually pretty good. And, you know, they would critique me and doing all that. So by the time I showed up to my first client meeting, I already felt like I was worth a million bucks, you know what I mean? So I went for the six and I was getting it. I was even getting higher commissions sometimes. So, you know, if that kind of person went up to you, Arash, would you recommend they kind of did what I did? Or would you recommend that maybe they'd be a little bit more lenient and uh, be flexible in that case? Well, you see, um, I love I love the idea of capitalism. And people don't understand, most people don't understand capitalism. They think they know because there's been such an attack on capitalism. And capitalism is one of the most beautiful things, if not the most beautiful thing, on how to run a society. And this comes from a man who believes in freedom and power. So that is the philosophy. And uh, it's interesting because that philosophy works itself out in this case, or in any case, in that a person should charge what they want to or get what they want. Like you wanted 6% and you stuck by 6% and people paid you 6%. Now, if it's, you know, Joe Doe or whatever, and he insists on 6%, and nobody gives him 6%, and then he goes broke, and he <laughs> can't live, then he definitely shouldn't do 6%. So for me, money is decided by the person paying it, uh, not just the person making the price. There's two people involved. That's why I enjoy business, because if somebody is paying for something, they willingly give up their money. No one's putting a gun to buy something, right? And so I think if a person can pull off 6%, they do. If they can't, they go 3%. I'm all for let's measure realistically where the fuck you are and let's treat you according to where you are and what you're doing. Meanwhile, help you expand and become more. And that's for everybody. I mean, even if somebody was getting, you know, 90% commission, then let's just get 92% in a year. Like, no matter where we are, we have to start where we are and we have to grow from there. 
And so when I tell it to my employees and all that, that's what I do. I used to have kind of like a across-the-board kind of a thing. Um, I don't have that anymore. I have an across-the-board, I expect you to do your best kind of a thing. I have an across-the-board, I expect you to be honest. I expect you to, you know, hold this as, as your purpose in life and what we're doing. Uh, I expect you to, you know, defend us and, and step up to bat when it's time to bat. Uh, but I don't expect you to have an incredible fucking swing of the bat. You know, I'll teach you that. I'll teach you that. If you stick around me, I will teach you how to swing and hit the fucking ball. But uh, I do expect you to show up, dress up, work out, do everything you need to do because that you will get better. Now, that part is 100% across the board, no compromising. But but the results, I, I believe now, you know, I'm a little bit older, a little bit wiser. I believe now that's my job as a leader to create that for them. Oh, man, I love it. And, uh, you know, it sounds like it, it's evolved over time. And, you know, as you were explaining that, I kind of realized that it's been the same with me because kind of the, the protocol I'm doing with my team is similar to yours in the sense that it's evolved and it's not exactly the same model that was taught to me. And, you know, as, as I'm thinking, you know, as I'm thinking more about this, I'm actually training my team quite differently, you know, and I feel like it, it evolves over time. And, you know, when my mentors pass it to me and then I pass it to them, I feel like it gets more refined and better. And it, the beauty in it is, you know, it could be, it's like a pie that gets cut in many different ways and different people will approach it from a different angle or have a different style, yet they can get the result, right? And I, I see what you're doing with your staff and it's, you know, doing really well. And one technique that I use with one person may not work with another. And it's something that I believe is a leadership role we develop over time. And also uh, it's something like a skill that gets honed over and over. And, you know, as I'm transitioning more from just being the traditional like real estate just grunt, you know, rolling up my sleeves and doing the work and I'm becoming more of like the CEO of my team and leader and, you know, kind of the one who's running the show. It's interesting that uh, it's such a different skill set. And I think that's very important for everybody listening is, you know, there will be a point where you make that transition, you know, when you start or you have this infancy stage of your business, right? You're going to be the one that does everything. You're the CEO all the way to the janitor. And eventually you're going to you know, hire people and attract people around you who are going to help you with your vision. And it's extremely important that, you know, you learn from what I'm saying and what Arash is saying and you realize that you will be transitioning eventually into a leadership role and then jumping into other endeavors and, and doing things like that. And, you know, I, I think it's really important, man. So, you know, when, when it comes to, we talked a little bit about the standards. Um, would you say th- there's been one or two big lessons, Arash, you've learned uh, playing this you know, CEO or leadership role with your employees over the last, I don't know, because you've been in business with your academy alone for, it seems like, what, about 20 years now? Yeah, approaching on April, it'll be 20 years, 19 years and a little bit. Yeah, I've learned a lot. And I think one of the most important things that I've learned is that it's going to sound interesting because if we go back, I would have said something different. But uh, it's the truth. So, uh, now I unless a person is okay. Here, here is the importance. Unless a person is actively trying to destroy the organization, and I have actually, I have had that. There, it sounds insane, but there are people that actively try to destroy your business, you know, from the inside. So that person is out. That person, that's it. Okay, but outside of that situation, I have uh, learned. Outside of that, I have learned that people are irreplaceable. And 
that I would do much better having everyone still working for me uh, than not as a business. And I realized that if you, you know, Sun Tzu said it, said it in his Art of War, and I say it in regards to animals, but I never really understood it in, Sun Tzu, in regards to people until most recent times. And it's the idea that, you know, Sun Tzu said you take a spearman who's good at spear, and you make sure he, he's on the spear and he's not on the sword. And you make sure the sword guy is not on the bow and arrow. Each person to their unique talent. And so now I, I would find it much more uh, lucrative and better in every sense of the word um, to take the person and find out what it is that they can do to contribute and keep them there contributing at that level. That is the biggest lesson I've learned recently is that people are irreplaceable in that even if they're not very good at what they do, um, having another shoulder to push the boulder ends up being worth it in the end. You know, it, it's not, the, the weight is too heavy for uh, the, the, the select few to carry, even though they can carry it. I think it's it's not fair and it's not right. And it also gives uh, the other people who are not at that high level a chance to uh, improve themselves and, and do something in life. So that, I think that's the biggest lesson, is I would keep everybody around unless, unless, they were just actively trying to destroy my organization. Outside of that, if they can't fucking teach, I'll figure out what they can do. If they can't do that, I'll figure out. If the, if the, if the most they can do is fucking fold the fucking envelope, and God damn it, you're going to fold the fucking envelope, but you're going to be working here. That's what I would do. Love it, man. You know, and that last point about, you know, figuring about what the person's going to do, and I love the quote from Sun Tzu because, you know, I'm, I'm kind of going through that with one of my employees right now, and, you know, and that same exact thought came into my mind about people being irreplaceable. So I said, okay, maybe, you know, task number one that I gave him isn't the ideal task for him. What can we find? You know, because there, there are traits in the individual that I see that are good, and it's just a matter of finding the right thing. And I laughed out loud when you said folding an envelope because I actually uh, will be hiring somebody soon to be folding envelopes, so it's funny that you brought that up. Um, but, yeah, man, I think this is a, <laughs> I think this is a good place to end, brother. Um, you know, I, I believe... I can't stress enough the importance of what we talked about, especially when it comes to, you know, setting that standard and, and holding by it because, you know, I see a lot of people talk the talk, especially in my industry, man. I'm speaking very, very, you know, about my industry because I see it all the time. These guys behind the scenes will, you know, talk, whoop, 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 but they have this big game, and then I know they're the ones running around, you know, uh, basically on a leash, and their clients have them on a leash, and I'm just sitting there laughing like, wow, this guy talks up a big game, but he doesn't follow through. And I truly believe that's probably one of the biggest um, causes for failure and turnover rate because I don't know if you knew, Arash, but the, the failure rate in real estate for the first two years is like upwards of like 90% for people that come in within two years, 90% are out completely from the business. Wow, that's awesome. I wonder what it is for porn. That's really good. That's really good. <laughs> oh, man, so cool. Uh, but that's basically it, man. I think uh-huh. it's a uh, no. I, I think it's a good place to end right here, brother. Uh, if you have any final yeah. plugs or any last thoughts, go ahead and then let them know, and then we'll end it. I do. I do. On the second of December, there will be a product called AZD, as within, so without. Two lectures have been done. There will be minimal four, probably five. It's going to be mind blowing. Everybody, new information. My mind is different. My abilities are higher. My my understanding is too too much to um, even begin to put into words. But I do my best. 
So that's on the second. It'll be on sale for 24 hours or 30 or 48 hours. I don't remember. But it'll And then there's a daily coaching program called the Diamond Mind Program. Um, I was thinking about not having it anymore, and then suddenly I got re revitalized to uh, really just kill it again. So I've been putting some incredible uh, videos on that consistently. It's only 97 bucks a month, and you get daily coaching about four to five days a week. And uh, once a week, normally, unless I'm out of town or something, you get a one-hour live lecture with me. You get to ask me anything you fucking want, okay? And this is Diamond Mind is about learning how to influence people, how to get your point across, how to communicate better, how to be less of a fucking dick in life and be more of a uh, somebody who's effective, somebody who could use your communication and your understanding of people to create what looks like magic, okay? So go to rodsapar.com, get on Diamond Mind, God damn it. Believe me, it'll be worth it. That's it. Love it, brother. And uh, I'm also releasing a product December 1st called The Sales Technician Volume 2. Volume 1 I released last month and probably was one of my best-selling products ever, especially in the initial 24-hour period. So if you like that, then I can guarantee you that Volume 2, uh, it's eight modules that I created. And I know three of them are, are certain principles in sales that I've never heard anybody teach ever. So if, if you're somebody who's going to get into sales, I highly recommend you grab that product because just like Arash is after 24 hours, it doubles in price. But uh, thank you, everybody, for being here. Again, Arash, appreciate you being here, brother. Thank you. So we'll see you guys. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week, same time, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. See you next Wednesday.